Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I'm Teresa Judex, and you know me from the Rojasas in New Jersey. But guess what? I have a new podcast, and it's called Namaste Bitches, and it's co-hosted by Melissa. Not that Melissa, Melissa Feaster. Yes, it's Melissa Feaster. What's up? I'm the blonde Melissa, and I'm so excited to be doing this podcast with Teresa. We're going to have fun talking about everything, life, love, sex, relationships, family, food, and living with cameras in your face. We're also going to talk to you. Yes, call us. The number is 424-241-0410. You can also shoot us an email, namastebpodcast at gmail.com. Ask us a question, tell us what's on your mind, and get ready because we're telling it like it is and talking about everything. So please give us a follow and a rating and review five stars now. You can find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Vanderpump Rules to Motherhood and everywhere in between, it's time to catch up with Sheena Shea. This is Shenanigans. And now, here's your host, Sheena Shea. From Las Vegas, drinking and podcasting from home with Miss Janet Elizabeth. Hey! How we doing? <laughs> I'm so excited. It's been a while since we podcasted. I know. It's been a minute. Never in this apartment. No, this condo, is new. Whatever yeah. you call this. Our condo. Big old place you got here in Marina Del Rey. Yeah. So we're doing it from home because I just got back from Life is Beautiful in Vegas. But I'm going to be back in studio for probably every other episode this year. I'm so excited. Filming has finally wrapped. Thank God. I oh, get my friends back. I have my life back. <laughs> but no, seriously, I can't wait to get back in studio. I have some fun swaps coming up soon with some other Dear Media shows. We're doing a couple-ish swap. I got the invite to do this, to do the swap with them. And when I listened to their trailer, this couple, he's like an ex-football player. She's British and just like their different cultures and lifestyles and upbringings. And so we're going to do a fun swap just because I feel like we have so much in common. Their parents. Can and- you say who it is? Yeah. The podcast is called Couplish. Oh, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we that. have that coming up soon. And then, yeah, I have quite a few more scheduled. So I'm just excited to get fully back in studio recording. Your normal schedule. Yes. My normal schedule. This is my job. I love doing it. 
But I'm so happy to have you. I'm back so happy on the pod. to be here. Okay, one, I'm so happy you guys are wrapped with filming. Like, yeah. I know it's your guys' job, but filming is such an intense schedule when it's going on that it's so hard <sighs> to make plans with anybody, to see anybody, to like, you know, even like birthdays and stuff. It's like, it's hard to plan and see people. So now that you guys are wrapped, I'm like, yay, I can make lunch plans with my friends again. I know. I felt so bad. Like, Jamie's actual birthday, it was like an all day and night filming like every year. I think last year was probably the first and maybe the only year we didn't do it. But every year we do an all cast beach day. Yep. That's been like the one thing towards the end of the season. We always do an all cast beach day and we brought it back this year. I love it. And it was on Jamie's birthday. And I was like, uh, uh, girl, I'm sorry. I was like, we never film yeah. into September. I was going to say is cutting into my life is beautiful weekend. Normally, it's <laughs> I feel like the seasons used to start with your birthday or around then and they would be done like August ish. Yeah. And now the whole schedule is all different and off than it has been like the first eight seasons. Yeah, honestly, like so many people I saw had made comments about me because I was very public about wanting to get married in Bali this November but then with COVID and restrictions and non-refundable everything 15 hour flight or however fucking far it is way longer than yeah. 15 I feel like I think to, it's get like there. to get to Australia we were going to go first and then to get to Bali. I don't yeah. know, 20 hours of travel as a bridesmaid I'm very happy that it was yeah. a quick flight no, and I knew a lot of people weren't going to be able to make Bali but then yeah. we bumped it up to August and so many people are like oh she just did this so it would be on the show I'm like actually we've never filmed through August 23rd never so when I planned my date and I set the date and I put my deposit down we weren't even picked up yet for season 10 like there yeah. was word that it was probably going to everything sounded good but I didn't know yeah. I upped it to August because I <laughs> silly me thought the weather was going to be great it was, it was hot. It was hot and Dude, sticky. But when we were there, like I've been to Mexico in the only time I've actually ever been to Mexico is in the summer. Mm -hmm. And the weather's always been great. And when we were there at the end of June, it was perfect. But then come August, the it mosquitoes was, come in. It was so hot. Yeah, we were all kind of getting eaten alive. But I loved it. your hotel provided uh, bug, spray. bug spray for everybody. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't need this. And I was like, no, I 100% need this. Yeah. But I know you already did a wedding episode, but your wedding was so amazing. Oh, I had so, so fun. much fun. The hotel was amazing. Like everything was planned out so perfectly. It was so nice that everything was right there. Like everything yeah. was just so amazing. Like I remember at the white party being like, this is only the beginning. I couldn't believe how amazing that was. So here's what we want to do. We want to recreate our white party, but we want to do a viewing party at the resort and just oh. open it up to everyone. Be like, hey, guys, we're doing a meet and greet at Dreams Natura I in Cancun it. for I don't know if it would be. I mean, I'm assuming it's going to be two episodes. You never know. Yeah. But for one of the episodes or for the episode, whenever we get an air date and we find out yeah. all of that to go, they had one night where they were doing a movie out there and they had Hotel oh. Transylvania playing on a big blow up. Screen. That's awesome. I would do. You will never have to ask me twice to go back to that resort yeah. and to be there. That would be yeah. so fun. So once we figure out when the show is going to air and when that episode would be, yes. we want to do a big white party and have just like a whole weekend of things like Brock wants to do some stuff with homebody, do like some meditation, yeah. some yoga, a little retreat sort of thing, but make it like a three day weekend where you guys just need to it. go book your tickets and it's we the all-inclusive resort. Yeah. And then we have activities and stuff like that. And totally. recreate the white party. Because how dope would that be for my listeners and for just fans of the show to get to come and experience exactly what they're about to watch? I would love that. Honestly, yeah. the hotel was so amazing. I had the such best. a good time. The only hiccup of your <laughs> wedding was oh my, my mom. God. Which was and just for the record, my mom was staying at the hotel next door, not mm -hmm. your hotel, but my mom slipped and fell in the pool I know. as I was getting ready for rehearsal dinner. And she didn't even want to tell me because she didn't want me to not go to your rehearsal. Yeah. But she slipped and fell and like shattered her ankle at the pool and she was staying with Jack's Brittany. Well, not with, but like at the at same the hotel, same hotel yeah. as Jack's Brittany, she was staying with Jared. So when I found out it was because Jason like took, got a phone call and I was in the room. I had just started getting ready and gotten out of the shower to get ready for rehearsal. And Jason walked out of the room to take a call. And when he came back, I assumed he was doing a work call and I started giving him a little bit of shit. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, is somebody working on vacation again? And he was, he goes, <laughs> oh, no, shit. everything's fine. And I go, what? 
I was like, that's a weird response to like me giving you shit about working. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, everything's fine. And I was like, okay, well, clearly everything's not fine. What's wrong? Who was that on the phone? And as soon as I asked that, Jason like can't lie to me. And he was like, that was Jared. And I was like, well, what do you mean everything's fine? Is my mom okay? And he was like, all right, she doesn't want you to know yet because she doesn't want you to like not go to the rehearsal. Mm -hmm. But she fell and she thinks she sprained her ankle. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, okay, well, Sheena will understand. Like, I'm not going to the rehearsal. 100%. And I texted, I think I texted or called you and I was like, something happened to my mom. And you were like, go do whatever you have to do. And I was like, okay. And then I called my mom and I said, hey, I'm coming. And she goes, no, no, no. And Jason, my angel of a husband was like, no, I will take your mom to the hospital to get x-rays. You you go to the rehearsal. She really wants you to go. And I was like, oh, and I felt like really torn about that. Yeah. Once I talked to my mom, she goes, I'm not going to the hospital if you come. So, <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're such a bitch. But I was like, okay, fine. I'll go to the rehearsal. Jason, I was like, he can handle this for right now went, took her to the hospital. It ended up being a break pretty bad, but it worked out timing wise that we could still go to the wedding. And then we flew home the next day, which I also just have to say, Brock, what an angel. He was there when we were. So when my mom came back from the hospital, anytime we had gotten her into a car while she had this like temporary cast on, it was like a sedan that we could easily get her from the wheelchair. She just kind of had to slide right in. Mm -hmm. And when we were going to the airport, Brock was in the lobby and it was a giant van that showed up. So it was like, we couldn't just slide her over from the wheelchair. She had to like literally stand up, which she couldn't physically do with her Mm -hmm. temporary cast on and be like, get up into the car. And I was like, I like started panicking and I was like, what am I going to do? And Brock came over and was like, Claudia, I got you lean into me. I'll, I totally have you trust me. And she was like, okay, I'm so embarrassed. Like you don't have to pick me up. And he literally picked her up like like almost like, like you walk into like your wedding. He like fully picked her up. (laughs) (laughs) He like fully picked her up, got her in the van, fastened her in and was like, you're going to be okay. And whatever. And literally as soon as he closed the door, my mom and I both started bawling and we were like, thank God he was here. Like, I don't even know where Jason was at that time. I think he was like paying our bills and like closing out the hotel stuff. But I was like, oh my gosh, thank God you were here. And he was just so sweet. And like, helped her so much. And I like, I still just owe him like the biggest thank you for that. But my mom got home. She got her surgery. She's doing well now. She can get around on her own. I had to, I had to fly home to Ohio for two full weeks, which made me no offense to my Ohio people, but it made me realize (laughs) why I love California. Like this is why I moved. I was like, this is why I moved. Mm -hmm. But by the time I left, she was getting around after I taught her how to do her knee scooter and her walkers and all the stuff she needs. And now I'm back and so happy to see you. First time I've seen you today since your wedding. Oh my God. I know. Yeah. Right when we got back, I mean, we were so, but you were gone. I was gone for two and a half weeks. We've been busy up until this weekend when we finally wrapped. Yeah, but your wedding was so amazing. It was the most it fun so time fun. ever. We had a blast. It really was. Like the the spa that we went to, I forget which day, but one of the days we did like a bridesmaid spa day. Yeah. I was like, this spa is like so amazing. It's like in a cave underneath the hotel. And it like looks like you're in, I mean, I don't know how to say it other than a cave, but like it looks like it should have like stalagmites like hanging down and stuff. And then you had your after party for the yeah. wedding there. And it was like- a cave turned rave. It was so fun. And having James DJ yeah. was seriously such a good decision. It, was it just amazing. made the vibe. It was so good. Amazing. Yeah. I had the best time other than my mom falling. <laughs> yeah. No, it really, it was just magical. Everything about it. It was perfect. The fact that when you came down the aisle, like obviously bridesmaids came down before you mm-hmm. when I walked out and I saw the rainbow in the background, yeah. right behind where you guys were getting married, I was like, I had chills everywhere. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, don't cry, don't cry. Like, you're going to cry at some point. Cause, like, honestly, it was Brock that was making me cry so much because he was like such a like emotional, like, he, he was crying over every little thing in the entire world. <laughs> and so I was like, don't cry yet. I know Brock's going to send me later. So, yeah. like, don't cry yet. But, like, when I walked down and I saw that rainbow, I was like, what could be more special for the two of you so and crazy. Summer to come down the aisle to than that? And the fact that I was walking down the aisle to somewhere over yes. the rainbow. What it was the honestly like Ariana and I were joking. We were like, cue the rainbow as if like your wedding planners could have planned right? something more perfect. Like I was like, the yeah, timing. guys, could you guys please get the rainbow ready? They're yeah. about to come down. Excuse like me, God, it, and it all worked out because we were like a few <laughs> minutes late coming down. I think people were sitting it was there like, for like- yeah, because- 
So what happened was the cameras, when they went from indoor to outdoor because of the humidity and the heat and all Uh, of it, the cameras had to acclimate. And it took like 20 minutes for them to go from cold to hot. This happened at Jackson Brittany's wedding too, where it was like by the time that they got out, people were sitting and Mm -hmm. it was, yeah. But that, like the rainbow and everything, I was like, holy shit. Like this is like, could not be more perfect. No, it was. And like the, we were a few minutes late, but we got the rainbow because of it. So it's like everything happened completely for a reason. It was so, so perfect. I had so much fun at your wedding. I know. Okay. So I need to hear how life is, life is beautiful was. Cause this is like, I didn't go the last, we used to go like pre COVID together. I had, I didn't go during COVID or I think it was canceled. And then I haven't been back since. Last year was the first year back. I didn't go last year. I forget why, but like, how was it this year? Has it changed? Like, no, it was the exact same. It was so fun. The only thing that's changed is we now stay at Circa instead of Golden Nugget. Golden Nugget was like our staple. Is Circa new? Yeah. Okay. It looked really nice. And I was like, oh, of course they upgrade once I'm not there. (laughs) Yeah. No, the rooms at Circa are so dope. They have stadium swim there, which is this massive pool. They have cabanas and all of this, all these lounge chairs. But it's like the biggest TV screen you've ever seen with every game playing. They have like one massive screen and then like the other ones that are smaller, but they're still massive. And so we just were there yesterday. We watched football all day and then got ready, went to the festival. So everyone else came in Sunday. Brock and I went with a few of our friends Saturday. And it's so crazy. So every time I go to a festival, I never have like a hard, I have to see this person at this time. Like I'm like, if I see him, I see him. If I don't, it's not the end of the world. And so as I'm going through, I'm making my schedule and I'm picking, I don't even know that many artists who yeah. play usually. Like this is how I learned about who Rufus Dussel was for the first time oh. at Coachella. Had no idea who they were. Saw them at Coachella. Now I'm obsessed yeah. with them. And so at like Life is Beautiful, I'm like, I'll just kind of go where my friends want to go. Yeah, take it as an opportunity to find new bands. Yeah. So Saturday when we got there, we wanted to see, I don't know how to say it, if it's Alicia Cara, Alicia, I don't know. Alessia Cara, but... Anyway, she has the dopest voice. Okay. And she does a cover of the Moana song. So like Aww. the end of the movie, she sings the version of How I know Far you've I'll heard Go. all the Moana songs oh, 5,000 yeah. times. Yeah, I know every word to it. <laughs> and so when I was making my schedule, I'm like, oh, it would be dope if we go and see her. And like, I get to see the Moana song. Yeah. Not that she would even perform it for sure, but I wanted to see that song. I wanted to see Lord do Royal. Oh, I didn't know Lord was there. Yeah. I love her. And then... Kygo, so oh, many yeah. songs. Kygo's always a fun set. Yeah. And then after that was Gorillas. And I'm like, well, I know like these two or three songs. Mm-hmm. And that night I saw every single song. And I, it was just Gorillas crazy. Gorillas are one of those bands that you don't realize how many songs you know until you're there. Yeah. And yeah. we got there late, but for the part that we were there, it was like I saw every song I would have wanted yeah. to see. And I'm like, when the fuck does that happen where yeah. you want to see this song? And it was so crazy. I'm standing there with Logan Cochran. And I was late to Alicia Cara and I was saying how I love her cover of the Moana song. He goes, well, she hasn't done that one yet. Right then, right then she starts the song. And I was like, if we I didn't go. just manifest yeah. that, that's crazy. <laughs> and then she did a part where she just went like acapella and had the audience just sing the chorus. Aww. And I'm like, I know every word. Yeah. I got so, you, girl. Yeah, no, it was so much fun. So Saturday was like pretty mellow. Okay. And then yesterday was like full send. Everyone was like, this is our last night. For some people, it was their first night. Yeah. Cause Tom and Ariana flew in for the second yeah, night. With right? Raquel too, yeah. Which was actually the third night. Cause yeah. we all missed Friday. Friday. Okay. We were still filming. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think I could do three days of a music festival. Two anymore. is perfect yeah. now. Coachella. I did three because I also had summer at my house and we were at my house. Yeah. But three in Vegas, I was like, no, I just no. can't do it. Two anymore. is enough. I'd like, I'm glad we did it in our single heydays, but I don't think I can do it anymore. Yeah. It's just like that. The second day is hard enough to get up and go to. I actually remember the life is the last life is beautiful that we went to together. The third day I was like, I can't do this. I, I was like, I'm not going. And I ended up wearing like 
literally like a Lululemon matching outfit. Cause I was like, I can't do like all the sparkles and yeah. all the stuff. And then, sparkles on me. and then you ended up getting us backstage at Post Malone oh, and yeah. we got to meet and hang out with him. And I'm like, of course I'm wearing this ugly Lululemon <laughs> outfit while we're meeting this Ready guy who I'm obsessed with, who's on my celebrities list of people I'm allowed so to have nice. sex with, which Jason's like, well, he's like, wait, that might be attainable. <laughs> well, this is my thing. I always, my list is always people like David Blaine is on my list. Um, Ooh, the magician. Yeah. He's hot. I know. And I'm like obsessed with magician. So yeah. he's on my list, Seth Rogen, but it's all like a somewhat, I think attainable people. Yeah. Like Brad Pitt's not on my list. I don't have a mm-hmm. chance, but I always have, so Post Malone's on my list. And then when Jason, and I met him, he was like, don't get any ideas. <laughs> and I was like, I mean, I have them, but I, I won't act on them. Okay. That's funny. I think we're going to see him in Australia in January, oh, actually. So fun. I heard actually he broke three ribs at a show <gasps> recently. What? And then he broke three ribs. Like I forget where, but like two or three days ago. And then he performed in Columbus, Ohio, like either yesterday, day before I forget Mm -hmm. when, and he still performed. So after he broke ribs, he went backstage and then he came back out and still performed five or six songs after with broken ribs and then continued on the tour. And like me, if I break, if I have one crack in one rib, (laughs) my tour is over. I'm done. Yeah. The fact that he went on and finished a show with broken ribs without like anything and then continued on his tour. I'm like, bravo, dude. Yeah. Not me. Not me. I'm taking any opportunity out at that point. Such a good performer. He's so great. That at Life is Beautiful was so fun. Yeah. We were like on stage behind him watching the concert. I yeah. loved that. That was so dope. once in a lifetime. Also at Life is Beautiful, you saw Paige and Hannah from Summer House. So, yeah, I was going to say, speaking of on stage, we saw Giggly Squad last Aww. night. And I didn't realize Life is Beautiful had a comedy stage. Yeah, it's called The Kicker. Okay, cool. So it's like when you're walking to Bacardi stage, it's right there. And so as I'm doing my schedule and I'm like picking, I, I know very few, I think I had 10 people total for the mm-hmm. whole weekend on my list. I'm like, I don't know who anyone is. Yeah. I see the popular people and <laughs> then I go and now. find new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Someone even commented that on Brock's like, you're too old to be doing this. This is more Raquel's vibe. And he's like, so I'm 32 and I'm too old to go to a festival. Like the she knows, stay home and do nothing. You better start, take up knitting. I'm like, you're never too old to go to a festival. No, no. So as I'm making my schedule, I was like, wait, Giggly Squad? No fucking yeah. way. They're at Life is and Beautiful. And that's Hannah and Paige's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I've never seen their show together. Because mm-hmm. every time they've been in LA, I was either in San Diego or I was like, I missed it by a day. Yeah. I've seen Hannah Burner's stand up so many times. She's funny. I'm like her number one fan. Yeah. She's hilarious. So it was wait, really- you don't think she's funnier than me, do you? Well, can you do stand-up comedy? Because that just takes a different skill. No, she has more confidence than me, but I still think I'm funnier. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, I really wanted to see their show together because obviously Paige is super funny too. You know, I've been friends with them for so many years now. She was on your podcast when I was co-hosting. Yeah. This was like her first season on Summer House. That would have been four years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was when she was brand new on Summer House. Yeah. That's so funny now. Yeah. So we go to see them and I didn't, well, I did realize it said on the app that you had to get like reservations or something. But then when we walked by earlier, there was no one there. And I was like, we'll just show up. I'm sure it'll be fine. And Hannah was like, if you can't get in, you know, like we'll get you in or whatever. Cause it wasn't like you had to buy tickets. You just needed to reserve a spot. You got that Bravo connection. And so so we walked up and we're like, oh, where's the VIP line? They're like over there. So we get in line and then they're collecting tickets. And I was like, oh, shoot. Sorry. And I like pull up my group chat with Hannah and Paige. I was like, oh, they just said to like come. Yeah. And I don't even know what Brock said. But then the woman was like, she goes, all right, I'm gonna take your word for it. Like, you're good. Just just yeah. don't tell anyone. We're yeah. Like, okay. So we go in. There's four seats in the front row. Aww. I'm like, we have to take those. Yeah. So it's me, Brock, Raquel, and then my friend Anthony. We're watching the show. And Hannah and Paige, like, give me a shout out. And then everyone cheers for me. So I was like, okay, well, I stood up and I just like waved. And then Paige is like, what does she think? She's fucking Miss America here. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, well, everyone cheered. So I was like, hi, guys. What am I supposed to do? Just sit here quietly? Come on. And then they do. So they have like different segments to their show. And one segment is called, Is He Trash? Oh. And they bring Brock on stage. <gasps> oh my gosh. So Brock gets up on stage. He's like, not going to lie. My shit just kicked in right now. <laughs> so he's like, his fucking party glasses on. <laughs> We've got jewels on our face. 
And they're like kind of roasting him, but then they're like asking him all these like Australian questions. But then they're like, oh my God, we just realized you're from New Zealand. And I got the whole thing. It'll be on my vlog. Not next week because we have the finished version of the wedding, like everything. But after that, it'll probably be part of my like. So did they determine is he trash or is he not? No, they well, they asked him if he knew where the clit was. (laughs) And then they go, Sheena, does he? And I was like, literally like seven times. today. (laughs) Yes, that's the thing. When we're home, we don't really have sex because we got a baby and I just feel yeah. weird. And then I got to be quiet. And then I'm like it's more vacation time now. Yeah. So we took full advantage of the shower at Circa. <laughs> <laughs> was it Vegas the first place you guys had sex post summer or yeah, was some, post yeah. summer? Yeah. It was yeah. in a shower in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Love the showers in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So Yeah. So he went on stage and so oh Brock knows where the clit is. Therefore, he's not trash. He's not trash. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, it was so much fun. So I got all of that on video. And then Hannah and Paige came with us to go see Jack Harlow. So fun. And yeah, it was just a blast. But I'm a little tired. I'm sure. You know, we got four and a half hours sleep last night. Had to get on a flight and then pick up summer. And Yeah. So then after we leave the festival, we go to a bar at like El Cortez. And then we go to Disco Pussy. And then oh, I love we're that like place. gambling and at the hotel bar. And then I was like, oh, my God, it's 4 a.m. Like, yeah, we got to go have to go be parents yeah. in the morning. So we got to go. <laughs> yeah, I feel like everyone's dopamine's maybe struggling a little bit. You know, we got to like up our probiotics yeah. and all of that. No, you got to get back on a healthy track after that. Yeah. You know, like it's because it's hard. Like three day music festivals throw you off. Yeah. But like you definitely have to get back on a normal schedule. After no, totally. That. So. Do you take vitamins? Do you take probiotics? Okay, so I take prenatals right now, which we'll get into later. But I don't take probiotics yet, but I used to live with Logan Cochran, who's like swears by probiotics. Mm -hmm. And he was so offended when he moved in with me that he learned that I didn't take them. So now it's been something I'm like, all right, I should probably, like I'm 30 something. 30 was the age that my metabolism changed. And I was like, oh, I'm not having like- (laughs) I'm not having a wonderful solid poop every morning, <laughs> but like, it's like one of those things where things change. Yeah. But yeah. When I lived with Logan, he was like it's the most team probiotic human being I've ever met. And he was so offended that I didn't have all of the routine down that he did. But yeah. I, I, I get that it's important. It is. I never knew really anything about gut health until I had the founder of just thrive on my podcast. Her oh. name is Tina Anderson. Okay. And she taught Brock and I so much stuff about your gut health. Yeah. And I was like, Oh wait, this comes from your gut. I thought that was your brain. Yeah. And I thought they, that was they say everything starts with your gut. Like yeah. it's like, it's like the same thing as like working out your core in a mm-hmm. workout. It's like everything starts with your core and then you can build from there. Yeah. So I'm going to take a little break and talk to you guys a little more about just thrive and we'll be right back. Yeah. So yeah, as I was just saying with Janet, one thing we all need to be taking care of is our gut because it literally impacts everything, your weight, mood, skin, your digestion. And because your gut houses up to 80% of your immune system, a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling your absolute best. Unfortunately, our bodies are being attacked every single day and wreaking havoc on our gut health. I mean, the stress and toxins, even just one day of eating really bad. So thankfully with Just Thrive Probiotic, it is now easier than ever to give your gut what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough award-winning probiotic is the only product on the market that's proven to turn your gut into, wait for it, an antioxidant factory. Yes. So this probiotic actually produces antioxidants right in the gut, meaning you get the maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support. It's vegan-friendly, it's gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, non-GMO, I mean, free of anything bad. And the best part is you can open the capsule and sprinkle it onto any food or drink. So you really don't have an excuse because it's the perfect recipe companion to keep your entire family healthy. Just Thrive has been loudly endorsed by some of the biggest health luminaries on the planet, including me. 
and Brock and you can learn more by listening to the episode Just Thrive with Tina Anderson. She is the founder of this company. And I mean, this company is literally changing the game in the supplement industry. No fake marketing, no claims, just real scientifically proven results. So if you're looking for the best in gut health and immune support, choose the clinically proven award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. You can save 15% off site-wide when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use promo code SHEA at checkout. Again, that is save 15% off site-wide when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use promo code SHEA at checkout. So Janet, you mentioned probiotics and pooping. <laughs> and... Uh, I just have to ask you, in the line of work you've been in, <laughs> so Janet, for those of you who don't know, wasn't just my co-host. She also has been a celebrity personal assistant for the past several years. Yeah. And before we started podcasting tonight, she was telling me <laughs> that she has like a list of how many celebrities' homes she's pooped in. You know, it's one thing to meet a celebrity. <laughs> it's another thing to be close enough that you can poop in their home, hotel, studio, whatever mm -hmm. it is. So I do have a list of famous people's homes a or list. places you have an a -list that I have list. pooped in. And it's kind of now, now when I'm like, you know, at, if I've ever at a celebrity's home for the first time, I'm like, I have to poop here because I have to put it on my list. <laughs> oh my and God. Even if I don't have to, I'm like, I have to find a way to get, to get it going. Who's at the top of the list? Okay. So some of these, some of them I cannot name and okay. there are some good ones, but a couple of them have been either with you or people I've met through you. Uh -huh. So I'll name some of those and those I have not signed NDAs for. So, <laughs> so, okay. Miley Cyrus. We hung out with her yes, at Tom, after Tom, Tom Tom and we went back to her house and we're hanging with her and some of her friends. And I saw an opportunity and I went into her bathroom that has like her bathroom. Her house was one. So cool. Oh my God. And it was Epic, like this like stoner pad. It was such a stoner pad. It was such a gorgeous house, but it had all these like wallpapers and like accessories and decor that were like super cool stoner vibes. Yeah. And in her bathroom, she had like gummy bear wallpaper, but the gummy bears were melting. Uh -huh. And so I remember going in there and I was like, this is my time. <laughs> I'm definitely going here. And so Miley Cyrus on the list, which I think is a good celebrity yeah. poop place. Yeah. Another one you were there for, and you probably didn't even know that I snuck no, off No, I, I didn't know you did this at Miley's house. It, I, well, that was a quick one. <laughs> this one was a little bit locker one. But when we were in Sundance and we ended up back at Marshmallow's hotel room. Oh my God. I pooped there. I pooped there. I wow. sure did. <laughs> Marshmallow. So Marshmallow is another good one. Let mm -hmm. me see my list here. Who else I can share? Oh, you were with me. Were you with me for this one? GEZ studio? No. Oh, I think I, who was I with then? Why was I? Why were you at GEZ studio? I don't know. I was ended up at an after party. I didn't even know it was his place. I was there and I just happened to poop there. And then later, <laughs> this is so embarrassing, <laughs> but it's fine. After I was there, I was talking to some guy who was like near the, all the controls of like music studio. And I was chatting with this guy who at the time I was like, oh, this guy's like, kind of looks like James Dean. I'm into him all this stuff. And mm -hmm. then his girlfriend with blue hair, who I found out later was Halsey was there. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's his girlfriend, James Dean and his blue haired girlfriend. Like that's all I thought oh at the time. God, One of my friends when we were leaving was like, you know who you were talking to for a while. Right. And I was like, no, like the James Dean guy. Yeah. What's his Instagram? They were like, yeah. G easy. And I was like, um, oh, you're like, wait, I know that name. Mm -hmm. I was like, I yeah, no, I, he looked like. I have his music on my playlist, but, <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. I'm adding him to my poop. My oh poop my God. List. <laughs> I ran into G easy backstage at jingle ball oh. and he gave me like a up and down look and kind of like a nod. And I was there with Logan Cochran. And he was like, did he just, I was like, oh my God, oh my God. I was like, he do I go back? Do I talk me? to him? I, and he was like, I mean, I think he might have. I was like, no, no. If he has, I was like, I don't know anything about him. I didn't know if he was dating someone at the time. I don't even remember what year this was, 
But he gave me the like, sup. And I was like, oh my Ooh. God, that guy was so hot. He's like, that's G. He is. He's like, really attractive. And person. He's, he's tall. T- really tall. That was like the thing. I was like, this is like a tall, his, he had a good hair swoop and hairline. Yeah. And he was wearing, I think like a white t-shirt when I met him. And I was like, this guy's like really, really good looking. And yeah, I'm into hot. it. And then once I found out he was G-Eazy, I was like, mm, I, don't, I don't stand a chance. Let's yeah. be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. You know who's speaking of being in famous people's studios? You know whose studio I got locked in one night? Who? Usher. How and why? So then what year? <laughs> about oh seven ish. And that night we were at Ledoux. Oh, and the famous Hills bar. Yes, I was friends at the time with a guy who worked with Lil Bow Wow. Mm. He was like a music producer. Lil Bow Wow's from my hometown, Columbus, Ohio. Oh, shout out. <laughs> so he invites me over to Lil Bow Wow's table and then fucking Usher's there. And so I'm hanging out with Lil Bow Wow and Usher and they invite us back to his studio. For- and 2007 Usher is like prime Usher. Oh, yeah, dude. So I end up going back to his studio, which by the way, was in Santa Monica. And at the time I lived in Hollywood. Oh, that's a far commute for those of you who are not from LA. 2007, there's no Ubers. Oh, you're- 2007, I'm broke as fuck. Trying to call cabs and- Yeah. Oh God. So we have, you know, fucking the limos and the SUVs, like drive all of us to the after party. Somehow, I don't know, Usher wanted me to come in the studio to watch. I don't even know what song he was recording. It was, it was like a bop. Like you don't have to call or- that might have yeah. been the one I was an extra in his music video. Oh. Yeah, our winter formal in high school, they were filming that at like the Weston Bonaventure and you we just s- ended up in the background. You have so many weird like Pizza Girl, Jonas Brothers. Like, so crazy. So many girl, so many random like videos and things you were in like yeah. pre-Vanderpump that's wild to I know. me. I see it every once in a while. Like, did you know Sheena was in? That, and I'm like, like 90210, people are like, oh my God, yeah. you were on this They'll, show? They'll like screenshot you in like the background or something. And I'm like, yeah. what? And then I'll text you. I'm like, you were in like pizza, your pizza girl? And you're like, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so funny. So yeah, I end up at Usher's studio. For whatever reason, he wanted me in the studio with him as he's recording and all of the doors are locked. I don't know like where my friends are. And I'm just like, oh, if this guy thinks like I'm just going to fuck him no. in his studio. Like, no, no, no. I was like, I think I need to go. But I understand because studios are sexy. Like when you're in a music recording but I studio. Just, fuck him just because he's no, usher, you no. know, but the studios have the sexy vibe mm-hmm. and like I get it. But so, okay. Yeah. So you're like, no, it's not happening. So I'm like, I'm just going to go check on the girls. And I go out. I find my two girlfriends. Everyone else is like passed out. It's, I don't know, probably 4, 5 a.m. at this yeah. point. No idea. And we're like, wait, how do how do we get home? Now we're in Santa Monica. This is far. This is going to be an expensive cab. Yeah. I don't have any cash. I don't think cabs even took cards back then. Yeah. So we go, we find his driver. We wake him up. We're like, oh, Usher said you need to give us a ride back to our apartment in Hollywood. And he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'll, I'll take you back right now. Yeah. And we tricked him and we got a ride back. And that was the last I ever saw Usher. But That's so funny. Fun times. Studio vibes. I love yeah. it. I love that I was the age I was in the 2000s. Same. Because the amount of celebrities I got to see just out at clubs and the yeah. stories you read about in magazines and see on E! News and yep. all of that. It was like, I got to live it. I walked in on Britney Spears in the bathroom at Ledoux one night Ugh. in her wig face. <gasps> I was like, oh my God. So me. sorry, Britney. Sorry, Miss Spears. <laughs> sorry, Miss Spears. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, there were so many good times back then. Yeah. And it was pre-Dumois and all of that. Yeah. there were, It was pre-iPhone. It was pre- yeah. Self, like social media, phones. nothing. So people were a little bit more comfortable back then. Yeah. Now you can't really get away with all of that. No, like I would be at Leonardo DiCaprio and Cuba oh, Gooding I pooped Jr.'s at his table. house. I, per- I pooped at Leo's no, house. No, you didn't. Yeah. Oh my God. One of my friends was dating his friend. I don't even think he was there. I didn't see him there once, but I was there with one of my girlfriends, Kylie. I think you remember her. Oh, yeah. And I was there with her, not Kylie Jenner just for the record. <laughs> and we were back at his place and I was, I saw the opportunity and I, I took it. <laughs> Did you ever poop at John Mayer's house? Mm, not his house. <laughs> his studio? A hotel room maybe once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing in a hotel room with John Mayer? After Janet? party, you know? Oh, he had mm-hmm. a show at the Hollywood Bowl. And I think I ended up there <laughs> after one of his 
shows. I feel like we've had to have talked about this on the podcast before. <laughs> I think we have, and I made you delete it. <laughs> we'll leave this part in. <laughs> the rest of it's going out. Oh. But yes, and a lot of my celebrities' houses that I have pooped in have been because either you, mm-hmm. other mutual friends who've had connections, or personal assistant work. You, When you work as a personal assistant, you get access to some people's places uh-huh. and you have to take okay take advantage you gotta go when you gotta go yeah you gotta go when you gotta go okay so I want to talk about being a personal assistant it's also like my sister has done this for a while too yes. and I know you even helped connect her with She's more people an amazing personal assistant and it's yeah it's an interesting world and I feel like it comes up like I follow Dumois and it's something that comes up often where people are like have a lot of it's like this like I feel like people think it's like the super high end job, like people see their idea of personal assistance or what they see of like Kylie Jenner Mm -hmm. and like these big people. And they think, oh, you're like a glorified best friend, Mm -hmm. but really it's, it's a lot less glamorous than that in real life. So I feel like I see a lot of questions on social media about what it's like to be a personal assistant. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the answers are legit and make sense. But a lot of people have this idea that when you're a personal assistant, you're actually not working, that you're just this best friend that tags along for all these fun, exciting things. But Mm -hmm. there is a lot more work that goes into it that people don't see behind the scenes. So what are some of like the typical job duties that you've done for celebrities? It's a lot more boring than you think. Number one is calendar, like always making sure that you have Mm -hmm. an idea of where this person is supposed to be 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and not just know like when I put an entry into one of my boss's calendars, I need to put like, I will put details in such as you were going to pull into the parking lot off of this street. You're going to park here. You're going to go about a hundred yards North to the main door entrance from there. Directions North. Right. (laughs) Well, or I'll be like, walk, you know, here, go to the front desk. You're going to ask for this person's name. When you get to the front desk, it's really walking through the, I would say the main thing is knowing their calendar and walking through their calendar as if you are them mm-hmm. and any question you might have along the way. As soon as you park, your question is, where do I go? Mm-hmm. It's making sure that all of the entries in that calendar are step-by-step instructions. Almost so I had a boss, one of my first bosses used to say, put my calendar entries in as if I'm the dumbest person you've ever met. <laughs> and that has stuck with me. Yeah. And so now when I put somebody's instructions in, it's not just- I'm going to break it down. It's not just show up here at this time. Mm-hmm. It's here's where you park. Here's how you get in the building. Here's who you need to talk to. Here's where you go. Your paperwork's already filled out. I emailed it to them. I Here's a copy of it in case they don't have it. Mm-hmm. When you leave, your appointment should be about this much time. Like it's, it's really checking so many boxes that you would never think of. Like when you you yourself go to a doctor's appointment or a business meeting, it's X, Y, like it's, it's, it's more details than you could ever think. And you should always provide all of those details. So it's kind of in that sense, boring. And then for me, I always say there's no job too big or too small. So when I'm with my bosses, sometimes I'm sitting in on board meetings where I'm taking notes about million dollar investments mm-hmm. and things that if my boss later says, who said this, or, you know, who said they would invest this amount? I have a list of notes I took and I say, this person said this at this minute, like the most detailed, like you cannot be a good personal assistant unless you are a very detailed and anxious person. Mm. You have to have anxiety being a personal assistant. And my sister's so good at her job too. Yes. <laughs> Cause you have to constantly have that anxiety of if they park or they ask a question or they, anything that they want to know, you have to have already thought of it. And the only reason you will think of it is if you have anxiety yeah. and you're like, what if, what if, oh, what if, that's a good point. and you constantly have to be thinking, what if they park and they don't know what door to go into? Mm-hmm. What if they want to reference this business meeting they had? Mm-hmm. What if, you know, and, and like managing a celebrity's social media, you know, like I, I would have a, a a boss that would say, I would really like to post this. And I'm like, that's great. But have you thought about what the reaction might be for this certain group of people if you post this? Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, I didn't think about this. So it's always forward thinking mm-hmm. and having the anxiety of if this happens, what will the reaction be? Or mm-hmm. how can I prevent any sort of hiccups from A to Z? Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, you have to think of it all. Yeah. And that's one of the things that my sister, like I have two podcast producers who listen 
to my episodes because yep. they listen to it with a different ear. Yeah. But I always, I just want to make sure because sometimes I think Lala said this this season, there's something, you know, stay tuned that I did. And she was just like, oh, Sheena, Shishu. That's, that's <laughs> so sweet. Like she goes, I know you were just thinking with your heart. Yeah. But if you used your brain, you might see it this way. And I go, oh, fuck. Yeah. I did not yeah. even think for a second. Yeah. Like that's not what went through my mind. It was something with Raquel. Yeah. And I was just thinking about Raquel and her well-being and what was going to be best for her. And not the whole picture at and the time. I had invited her in on something that it looked like something it totally wasn't. And it never even crossed yeah. my mind. People would think that. But I'm like, this is why I have my sister. I have yes. Nick and Narod. I have a team. everyone listen to the shit. You know, before I post, I run things by my sister because I'm not a stupid person. I'm But sometimes educated, you don't think about all the entire picture. I think picture. with my heart a lot of the yeah. time. And I don't always think with my brain. Yeah. And I think something's cute that she's like, oh, but if you, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Because yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Totally. You know, it has to be so to be a personal assistant, you have to think of all the worst case scenarios mm -hmm. and you have to play them all out in your head. And that's why celebrities and high net worth individuals, and those are the people that I've worked for as a personal assistant, you have to think of all worst case scenarios mm -hmm. that could happen to them. So it's not even to yourself. It's what's the worst thing that could happen to my boss in this instance and how can I prevent it? That's interesting. And it's, it is very interesting. And that's why like, you know, it isn't this glamorous job where you're just somebody's tag along and they're, you know, their friend along all the fun, exciting mm -hmm. PR opportunities they get to do. It's no, how can I think through all of these things so that I can make my boss thrive, succeed and look the best they possibly could yeah. through every single instance. Uh -huh. So it always starts with the calendar, but then I always say there's no job too big or too small. So when I'm working, I just started a new job this week for some venture capitalists. I always think like, okay, I need to think about their businesses that are running you know, hundreds of millions of dollars throughout the day. How can I manage the meetings they're doing for that? And also I'm going to take the trash out as I leave because there's literally a physical trash can that's full. And mm -hmm. maybe it's not my job, but that's one of those things that it doesn't matter how big or small the job is. Yeah. It's on you. Totally. It's on you to make sure that you are doing everything you can to make their lives easier to function. Yeah. So how does someone go about getting in this business? Because obviously it's like you have to work to get experience, but then certain people only want experience, but it's yes. like, you have to start somewhere. So totally. you can't get experience without experience. So I get this question, not a lot, but like the people who know what I do will ask this. And I will say my first experience or half experience, I will say is like, as a personal assistant was with you, mm -hmm. there was a year I took off after I got divorced and moved to LA where I took a year off work. I could I was able to do so. And we traveled together a lot and, yeah. you know, you were getting hotels comped and a lot of stuff so that I wasn't having to pay to be in, you know, Australia, Hawaii, you know, all over the United States, mm -hmm. like a lot of the stuff. So I was like, okay, if I'm, this is before I was a personal assistant, I was like, if I'm getting these benefits and being there for you, I can't just show up and be like, another diva and be like, okay, I expect this or this. I was like, right. no, what can I do to help to like make your life easier since you got us these amazing hookups to be able to provide this. So mm -hmm. that year that I took off actually was kind of like an internship for me as a personal assistant, because there was little things like, I remember like we were on the plane home from Australia and you were like, oh my God, my gold earrings, like, where are they? And I go, you took them out when you podcasted, they're in your podcast headphone case. Oh yeah. And you were like, oh my God. And I saved you that anxiety. Yeah. And that was like the same thing where you have to think ahead to save your bosses, that anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. And so after being with you for a year and traveling, I was like, I think I actually want to do this full time. And so I had a little bit of experience with you. I went to an agency, the agency I work for, or I've worked with in LA is career group. Love them. Mm -hmm. They have 
They get a ton of job requests from anything from personal assisting to housekeeping to executive assistant, kind of anything that goes on in a celebrity or high net worth individual's home. Mm -hmm. So after I was with you for a little while and not even on official terms, I was like, hey, I've been doing this for like a year. I think I want to do it like more steadily. And they gave me a job that ended up being like the best coaching job of like a crash course on personal assisting. Yeah. Worked for a woman who was worth almost a billion dollars. She wow. sold her house for a hundred million dollars while I worked for her. So I got the job through career group. So agencies are a great way. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I would say word of mouth. If you are working with a celebrity and they really like you, they'll refer you to other people. And that's a really good way to get a job. But agencies are a great way to do that. And there are agencies, at least in LA, New York, and a lot of other major cities in, you know, like middle of the country, Ohio. Like when I was home for two weeks, I was like, I just am curious, like what a personal assistant makes here. Turns out- That was my next question. There are not really a lot of personal assistant jobs in Ohio because Mm -hmm. there's there's executive assistants if you want to be an executive assistant to a CEO of a major company, but there are not a lot of personal assisting jobs. So like in Ohio, you'll make like $60,000 a year working as an executive assistant for like a major company, but Mm -hmm. you won't be a personal assistant. LA, New York, I would say has enough I don't know, rich people, I guess is like the nice, (laughs) I don't know, way to say it, that they have the ability to hire people to manage their homes, their personal life, everything that goes Mm -hmm. along with that. Yeah. So what is the average salary for someone working in like LA, New York? This is another question that everyone always wants to know. So I would say LA, I I can't speak on New York as much, but I would assume it's similar to LA. But in LA, I would say starting as a full-time assistant, you should be making $75,000 a year. Wow. That's the base. Because yeah. you are really at the at your boss's beck and call. You are answering everything. That's like you're there on site Monday through Friday, nine to five. And then you're also, if something pops up on the weekends or evenings, you are you have to be ready at any given time, which means like, you know, on a weekend you can't get blacked out drunk or like, you know, something you, you have to be ready to go into work. You're almost on call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I would say starting is about $75,000 a year as a personal assistant full time. And you should also still be getting benefits 401k, all those goodies, sometimes equity in the company that they're starting or have started if you're really, really good. Mm -hmm. But I would say anywhere. And then it goes up to about $200,000 a year. If you are 200,000 though, is if you are managing, if you are considered like personal assistant house manager, and that is like, you literally run their lives, but the opportunities there. And once you get really good at being a personal assistant, like I started my first job was 75 a year. I worked my way up and I became needed for these people. Like they, Mm -hmm. they couldn't do their lives without me. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was controlling and managing. I know when you started working, I was like, but what about me? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But that, I mean, it's just your life becomes, your life is their lives. And I always say like the better my boss's lives are, the worse mine is. So like, if I'm doing a really good job at work, if you come to my house, it's gross. Like I have, my stuff is everywhere. (laughs) My laundry's piled up my car's messy, all of that. But if you look at my employer's lives, yeah, they perfect, perfect, stunning, gorgeous, their calendars, organized, perfect, whatever my own. I'm like going to Jason. I'm like, what time is your friend's wedding that we have to be at tomorrow? <laughs> I'm like, what's the dress code? But right. I'm like my bosses, you know, I've had their friend's weddings, you know, invitations in their calendars for three months. And I know exactly what the theme is and what everything is for theirs. Yeah. Do I know my own? No. Cause I prioritize my boss's yeah. lives over my own. It's, it's what happens. But totally. I would say average salary for a personal assistant in LA starting if you're full-time is 75. And if you're really good at what you do and you're managing not only their lives, but their homes, yeah. you can make up to $200,000 a year. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. What is the craziest thing that a boss has ever asked you to do? Because I, I remember one that you told me about. Is it the private jet one? No, it was oh. the wrapping presents and then oh. having to unwrap and rewrap. That and- was a bad one. This one's, <laughs> this one's, this one's worse. Okay. So I had a boss early on in my career 
who she had a couple of private jets that were like theirs slash <laughs> that were theirs slash their companies, <laughs> but they flew on them often. And then when they couldn't fly on the jets because like, you know, their business associates or somebody was using them, they would use like wheels up or net jet net jets or another company. So this was one of the, I think wheels up or one of those third party private jet companies. And so it's not, it's not their staff on their private jets that I know and, you know, have their numbers. My boss asked me to change their trip from a trip on the East coast. They canceled the East coast trip. They were instead flying from LA to Palm Springs. And this was about a month after I started. Oh yeah. I remember this and one too. They said, hey, we're going to cancel our East Coast trip that weekend. Instead, we're going to fly to our house in Palm Springs. And I was like, great. And again, a month on the job, I changed the private jet from East Coast to Palm Springs Airport. And when you're a personal assistant, as soon as your boss goes out of town, like as soon as the flight takes off, like this was like a 1 p.m. flight <laughs> on a Friday. As soon as it was like 101, I was like, ah. I was like, all right, weekend has started. I can like unbutton my pants and have a good, like, <laughs> I just, I can relax for the first time all week. Yeah. And about 1.10 PM, my boss calls me and goes, why are we flying into Palm Springs airport? And I had what I can only describe oh as God. a mini heart attack. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my gosh. And in my head, I'm thinking she actually meant to cancel the East coast trip for another weekend. <gasps> Yeah. I messed up the dates. Like that oh was God. the first thing that went through my oh head. My God. So I pulled up the calendar and all of her texts asking me to, and I was like, no, she said Palm Springs. She sent me the dates. It's this weekend. And I go, are you not, I was, I didn't know what to say. Are you not supposed to be flying into Palm Springs right now? And she says, we're, we don't fly into the Palm Springs airport. We fly into thermal, which is the private yeah. airport. Yeah. I do know that actually. And I go, flying. and in my head, yeah. I go, shit, I didn't know that there were multiple airports in Palm Springs. Palm yeah. Springs is a small city. I, know, I thought there was there, one airport. No, there's, there's three, the there's not too. even two, there's three, mm -hmm. which I know now. Mm -hmm. So my boss was 10 minutes in the air for a 40 minute flight. And she said, we don't fly into Palm Springs. We fly into thermal fix it. And I go, okay. And this is not her private jet. This is not her staff that I know. I have to call wheels up or net jets or whatever it was and say, hi, I'm Janet. I messed up. I, I need actually the planes in the air right now. I need you guys to land in thermal instead of Palm the Springs. The plane was in yes, the air. Yes. She called me from the air. When you said 110. She oh, took off at one. I had gosh. my sigh of relief. She called me at 110. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. So I said, okay, I'll fix it. I call the, I call the jet company. They're like front desk. And I say, Hey, I made a huge mistake. I'm a personal assistant. And I always think also with, as being a personal assistant, you cannot have an ego or an attitude. You need to be down to earth with people yeah. and say, I messed up. Please help me. Please help me. <laughs> like yeah. this is my job on the line. Right. So I call and I say, Hey, I need you guys to land in thermal, which is only a, it's only changes the flight time by three and a half minutes. Uh -huh. Can you please land in thermal instead of Palm Springs? And they go, absolutely not. We cannot. And I go, you don't understand. You have to. <laughs> and they said, okay, we're going to patch you into the pilot into the cockpit oh, to talk to the pilot. Gosh. You can ask him, but he's going to have to ask for ground clearance right. to land at a different yeah, airport. And there's a land a plane. There's a good chance they're going to say no. And I was like, just patch me in. <laughs> Whatever you have to do, Dispatch. I'll take it. <laughs> And so Houston, we have a problem. Houston, please. <laughs> like, this is worse than moon landing. Please help me. And so I get into the pilot and I'm like, here's the deal. Please land in thermal instead of Palm Springs. And he goes, I'll request it. Stay on the line. And I go, okay. And he goes, we got clearance. We can land in thermal. It's going to oh, be an extra $4,000. I go, they don't care. <laughs> land, land the plane there. Yeah. He goes, okay. You're okay. And I hang up and I call my boss back and I go, I'm so sorry for the inconvenience. This was completely my fault. I take accountability. You are now landing in thermal. And she goes, no, I already ordered Postmates to the Palm Springs airport. Oh my gosh. Change it back. No. And I go, what? Oh, okay. Okay. I call the oh front desk God. again. I go, can you patch me back to the pilot? And they were like, we hate you, but uh, sure. So I go back to the pilot and I said, are, have you guys, have you guys already started descending into thermal? And they go, 
no, we're about to. Why? And I go, can you see if we still have the spot in, to land in Palm Springs? Oh my God. Oh my and God. they go, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, no, I, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. I'll send you a fruit basket, please. <laughs> like, please on me. Like I was willing to pay for the fruit basket out of my pocket. Just please, please. And they go, okay, hold, hold. We're going to check for ground clearance. Yeah. Again. And they go, all right, we're able to land at Palm Springs. Like but also like never call us again. Oh my God. They're like, and I was like, okay. And they landed and everything ended up being okay. But that's the kind of fire drill that you have to be ready for as a personal assistant. Cause you never know what's going to happen. Whatever your boss says goes, you're there to make their life convenient and easy. And if you're, if you can't do that, this isn't the job for you. And it's not just traveling and being social media buddies with Kylie Jenner. No, it's literally like, I remember afterwards, like I was like, I have to go throw up and cry. <laughs> like I'm, I, I literally went and threw up in the bathroom cause I was so sick to my stomach oh over my the God. thought of all of this happening. Yeah. Damn. Well, <laughs> now you guys know if you want to be a personal assistant, here's what you have to sign up. You got to be willing to do the dirty work. Yeah. I feel like we could talk forever and I think we should go back to doing like a monthly podcast because we didn't even get through all of our topics that we wanted to get into tonight but my daughter is on her way back from the park right now with her dad and I gotta make her dinner so this has been drinking and podcasting at home with Sheena and Janet be sure to buy some lashes from Viva Verano Lashes. I'm obsessed with them I've used them they're now I used to only do the individual stuff I'm obsessed with your lashes they're actually I don't know what it is about them but they're they're much I cannot put my own lashes on I can put your lashes on hell yeah and I will be at BravoCon so I can't wait to meet you guys if you're coming come say hi I'm doing the Bravo Palooza all the fun shit And uh, yeah, hope to see you guys soon. We will be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Shenanigans with Sheena Shea. Download new episodes every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.